Hello and welcome back to another episode of Burn Your Boats. Today is the conclusion, the part two of my conversation with Edward Fox III. I really enjoyed the whole conversation. We sat down for a little bit over two hours and, uh, and hashed some things out. Had some really, really good food for thought for a lot of people. Part one was fantastic. I think part two ramps it up even more so. Uh, and this one, we we talked a lot about you know, what's required in order to accomplish your goals and how much harder you have to work than your competition. We talk about the importance of being customer-centric and customer-focused. We, we continue on those lines. And the importance also of mentors and how mentors can come in so many different shapes and forms to include books and online training that you can purchase or even free online training that's available. We touch on all of that and how Edward's been able to focus his energy on bringing in the right type of mentorship into his life. One of the things that, that he says in this part is that, you know, you can be you can be the poor wise man and nobody wants to be the poor wise man. And that person is somebody who has the knowledge but cannot explain why what you have is valuable to somebody else. And I think that that's, that's crucial. It's crucially important if you're starting your own business and and you're wanting to provide value, I mean, that's the purpose. It's the purpose of any business is providing value to others. So if you have something that does provide value to others, but you have the inability to relay that effectively, then you're going to be a poor wise man or a poor wise woman. And so um, tune in, um, check out the rest of our conversation here today, and let me know what you think. So without further ado, here is Edward Fox III's Part 2. Yeah, I want to serve you at the highest level, even at even at things that you don't know that you need help with. What's the alternative? Um, the alternative is somebody just giving you something and you getting what you want. But I want to really yeah, like, serve because you're going to be something centric, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a as a business owner, yeah. or as a CEO, or anything mm-hmm. like you're going to be something centric. So is it is it money? Is it shareholders? Mm-hmm. You know, like what? Or is it customers? Yeah, and, and the choice yeah. of that what what future and what reality does that create when you define that? Yeah, you know, and I, I think a lot of people they may they may not. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of successful people, successful people deal with that without a definition. Mm-hmm. That because in order to get there, they do kind of what you do mm-hmm. in the sense that you lay out your goal and yeah. then you take decisive action. You have to to get there. You have to, and um. A part of that goal is you got to know what the hell you're doing. You got to learn from somebody that's been there before you. And um, one invest thing, invest in yourself. Yeah. Invest in the in in training. Yeah, and it's, it's not just college too. Because I want I wanted to speak on this earlier, but um, like I said, I could read a book a day or two books a day. It yeah. depends on which way I'm doing it. Because if I'm listening to a book, I got it on like two times speed. Yeah, like oh, I, I have you. to. I got you. For so sure. that's that's like one book right there. Especially if the book is like ten or seven hours long. So I'm, mm-hmm. I got that. I mean, I'm listening to it a few hours. It's good. I like it. That's how I take books in. Or I'm like on Amazon Kindle and they have this like word reader thing. Like you can have one word on the screen, just like passing through the different words, and that helps me like read like a a two hundred something page book in about two hours. Wow. So it's like it's like around three hundred fifty. How does this work? I've never heard of this. So what, all what? right, I can pull it up on my laptop. But hey, y'all, y'all got to use this as soon as possible. Oh, and there's this other thing, Readsy. 
I use Reezy, right? That so, sounds familiar. Yeah, Reezy is like, it's pretty much the same thing, exactly. But, all right, so here's this this part of this article, right? This, this is the thing I wanted to show you okay. about um, Jeff Bezos' first wife. So, basically, where the article is the about... The richest woman in the world? <laughs> Oh no, it's not. Just, um, oh, I meant, I meant Elon Musk. Oh, okay, wife. okay, okay. So she was, t- she was pretty much talking about like, because um, Jeff Bezos. That's the that's the book. Um, the Everything Store is about. So he's okay. been in my mind. Like he's in my mind like a lot. Really. Yeah. So it's like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, and um, Jeff Bezos. Like I want to know how to get to these levels yeah. and surpass that. Then I've been studying Andrew Carnegie and then John G. Rockefeller. Yeah, Andrew Carnegie. Yeah. Um, He's still, still magnate. They called him, um, but oh okay, yeah. So they say, and now, like in today's dollars, Andrew Carnegie will worth, be worth um, five hundred billion dollars, and they say John D. Rockefeller would be worth four hundred billion dollars. So I'm like, if y'all were doing those type of numbers, like not not hundred billion dollars, but if they're doing the type of numbers like that to be worth that now, I need to know what type of formula they were using so I can model it. That's what I'm about. And then blow it up. Blow that shit the hell up. So Wait, did I just meet the first trillionaire? <laughs> I was thinking about I, I was thinking about that earlier. It's like it's gonna happen. It, there just, will it's be. Just, it's just There's the a thing. race to yeah. see who's gonna be the first trillionaire because we have two people that already touched one hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So and the thing is, that's been they've been doing work in the last. I'm just gonna say this, the last thirty, like the last forty years, my man, because. So, Bill started before the internet existed. Mm-hmm. Jeff started, well, he started before the internet existed too, but Amazon started when the internet existed. Mm-hmm. So, if Jeff can go from 1994 to, you know, having some investors giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars, or him starting with hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then now being the richest man in the world with around $100 billion in net worth because of Amazon and a few other businesses. Start with books. Start with, start with books, books. exactly. <laughs> So, and I'm going to talk about that next because that's very important. So, if he can do this in like 26 years with the internet, what can I do with me being an internet native? I was born mm-hmm. in 1996. This is the internet is my motherfucking thing. I'm excited about the internet every day, even though I could be totally used for it, used to it. But like I said earlier, I don't like thinking, taking things for granted. Things that t- you're taking for granted, you're taking away. Not saying that because I don't do enough squats, my legs are gonna fall off. Because I do feel like I need to do more squats. <laughs> I want the I want the body I want. That's gonna take yeah. for like maybe hundreds hundreds of thoughts, uh, hundreds of squats a day, and I'm willing to do that. I'm, it might take me ten minutes to do 150 squats, but hey, I'm gonna put that ten minutes in. It's worth it every time. But if if he can, if Jeff can do this in 26 years, pretty much. What can I learn from the people that documented him in his, mm-hmm. in his process? What can I learn to do it in maybe 18 or 20 or 13? Because that's what books do. Books like books and these mentors that you can find online for fucking free. You can watch them on YouTube. I, 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 I take in Grant Cardone's content. You know Grant Cardone? Oh, yeah. I I take, I, he was, uh, one of his books was The Ten Times Rule. Ten X Rule. Ten X Rule, yeah. yeah. Ten X rule. So pretty much... Um, 10x it, baby. 10x it, like whatever. I have you, it. It's great. Book. Yeah, whatever you think, um, it's gonna take. Multiply it by ten. But me, I'm like a hundred or thousands. Like 
I got to outperform or outproduce everybody. Who do I have to leverage um, to get certain skills to use them towards benefiting our customers? What market do I need to study and analyze every day in order to be the best at serving that market? Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's really, it's all outside of me. Like, who do I need to understand or who do I need to make feel understood in order for them to see that what I'm offering them is valuable? Because, like I tell people, people want to find a product. Like, they want to find a product and make it hot. Nah, motherfucker. Uh, nah, not. Nah. You just need to find a market and serve them to the best of your ability. Oh. You know, there's the expression that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically because what Walmart did wasn't new. Mm-hmm. It was they took everything that existed and they remodeled it. And they're like, we, yeah. can, we can provide you this mm-hmm. cheaper. Yeah. You know? um, they came in under Target. Exactly. Yeah. And then Amazon comes in and they say, we can provide you everything cheaper and then some and bring it to you. Faster. And then we can bring it to you faster. Yeah. And then what's next? You know, and you, yeah. I think that they have robots rolling down the street. They have people that work. Uh, I don't know if this the is drones, still a thing. But the, you, could, you could be an, a quote unquote like an Amazon employee mm-hmm. and basically help deliver boxes. Yeah, they have yeah. this. The Amazon, um, they have this program to where pretty much you invest $10,000 and you get some get some um some vans and uh, you in the game you you delivering boxes so and they're actually having this thing where they're like telling the employees that like maybe work in factories like hey if you want to do business you can quit and we'll give you the the $10,000 and you go deliver boxes for us because hey why not talk to your your employees that already give their life to you the 8 hours a day or, or how many mm-hmm. hours a day why don't you just give them more freedom by giving them a different job description and that makes sense so as so I think about these type of things all the time it's like they're being so customer centric and like shoot I'm one of the customers like even um, the difference between like okay so recurring monthly revenue RMR is one of the best things there is the subscription service that they have which is Amazon Prime both of us have Amazon Prime right sure do we're uh, we're two of the 100 million people that pay the 12.99 every month guess what 12.99 or 13 dollars and when you round it up times 100 million it's 1.3 billion dollars every month i want money like that <laughs> give it to me please exactly but before i get the money like that i have to learn how to serve enough people because yep. Amazon is one of the most visited websites in the world. Whether it's Amazon.com or Amazon.ea, which is the Emirates and stuff like that. Right. Or any one of their, what they call satellite sites like Zappos.com or Diapers.com. Whatever they're doing, they're making a monopoly. I need a monopoly. Well, and the thing that's misunderstood mm-hmm. about monopolies, I think, mm-hmm. is that they're inherently bad. And where I kind of fall down on this personally is that Mm -hmm. if it's a government imposed monopoly it don't sound that good then then it's bad because Mm -hmm. it's not based on the demand of the people yeah monopoly can only exist if the people choose to allow it to exist Mm -hmm. and the people and if it's not because if the government doesn't come in and say and regulate and say this is the only one and no one else can open it and we'll use the force of the point of a gun you know Mm -hmm. the barrel of a gun to say nope like this is the water company. Like mm-hmm. this is the cable company. Like we're for whatever reason we're going to regulate everybody's internet. And so mm-hmm. this is the only one. 
you know, that exists. Yeah. Like, okay. And then you raise prices and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, then their price control is completely up to them. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have a benevolent ruler, you know, but if you have three or four internet providing companies within a service area mm-hmm. and one of them is able to slash their prices down 50% beneath the mm-hmm. next most competitive one and they're able to hold that line mm-hmm. for six months or a year, they don't have to keep it. It doesn't have to be sustainable forever, but they can cut out the rest of the businesses mm-hmm. and then essentially they get a monopoly and everyone yeah. goes back to them. But the problem is for that company is that if that was not sustainable, yeah, they're going to they have to increase their prices. Okay, now that we've gotten 100% of the business of this city, mm-hmm. we have to increase our prices because so now we actually have to pay the bills that we went into debt to cover so we could exactly. take all the business. The prices have to go up. As mm-hmm. long as there's no barrier to entry, those other companies can come right back in and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're back and we're charging. Like, so you can't, it's not sustainable. Yeah. You know? And, and that's, you- that's why I, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with a monopoly on its face it's mm-hmm. to me it's just like everything else like you can't make a broad judgment about any group of anything it's you have to look in the nuance and that's mm-hmm. something that we don't want to do like no monopolies are bad yeah unless it's the board game and then um <laughs> with with things like that um i think about the story of when jeff was like jeff bezos mm-hmm. he was like Amazon needs to be selling more diapers than anybody else. So what we're going to do is we're going to lower the price of diapers under our competition. Yep. So when people buy diapers from us. I heard about And then this. the CFO was like, well, that's going to be unsustainable or whatever, whatever. But they did it. And, He's like, it doesn't hey. need to be sustainable. It only needs to last for a certain amount of time before mm-hmm. these people go out of business. Yeah, so. And were they trying to, wasn't the idea, mm-hmm. like the, the further background of that, that he had offered to buy. There was somebody that was going yeah. through Amazon mm-hmm. and selling their diapers through Amazon. And Jeff Bezos was like, I want that company. Mm-hmm. And so he tried to buy them. And they were like, no. And he was like, I'm just going to undercut you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put you out of business. And yeah. then I'm going to buy you for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And I don't remember what ended up happening with that. If he ended up buying it or not. Or they just went out of business. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like The point is that he's able to. He if did. you have that power, like that amount of money where you can mm-hmm. keep yourself afloat while operating at a deficit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to be in, in a competitor in that field. It's hard. And then um, two things. There's a saying that the business or the person that can pay the most for a customer always wins. So that's one. And then two, supposedly, like, Amazon does this a lot, and then they just got profitable maybe a, a year or two ago. Because this past year they had $11 billion in profits or $11.1 billion in profits that they don't have to pay taxes on. I want to do the same thing. I don't want to, have to pay taxes. And then um, it's out of this world. Not not to get too crazy, but something I heard a long time ago. There are some um, not not to mention any names, but y'all probably know what I'm talking about. There was these politicians that have this foundation set up for them um, to like you know help with schools or something sure. like that. So they got a bunch of money, and then they put the money into the foundation just to put it into their pockets. And that sounds. I don't want to sound too bad, but I did say I was a capitalist. But that sounds like fun. <laughs> moving moving it from one pocket to the next, and nobody can tax you on it. Hey, that, that's what I'm trying to do. But so, the, the biggest issue with that is that's when you, you walk into the, mm-hmm. the moral murky land. Yeah. You know, like if people are donating to a foundation so that way schools can be built. Like this mm. is what happened with... Was it the Red Cross in Haiti? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. When they mm-hmm. were like, oh, yeah, we have like $6 billion and we built like 27 houses. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's, I'm not into that like, type of stuff. That's, yeah. I'm definitely, I want to, I already know for a fact, I want to have a school and I want to have two libraries and that's in Savannah. But outside of here, I know I want to do work online to where I'm like teaching people stuff for free. Or like it can be seven dollars a month or something. Like I want people to understand that this education that I'm offering you, this is gonna change your life for the better. And it's gonna be very, 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 very very times twenty seven thousand. Very necessary for you to learn certain things and skills so you can still be valuable to this marketplace, yep. even though AI is coming through and knocking everybody off, knocking everybody off. Cause it's gonna it's 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 needed. A lot of people are a bit too comfortable right about now. See, and then the life I want for myself is I want comfortable surroundings, but I still want challenges for my mind. Mm-hmm. Because that's the uh, yeah. what is what I think it's the name of a book, right? It's the uh, Live Rich Think Poor, something like that. Mm. But it's the same same thought process. Where like Probably you can't, you sense. have to, you have yeah. to. How do you stay hungry? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And that's, that's it's, it's easy to get fat and mm-hmm. gluttonous. Oh, <laughs> you know, after you've made your first. Million after you made your first billion, they like, they oh, say okay. the, they say the first million is hardest to make. I think, uh, yeah, they say that. And then I heard, I, I saw, I read some line. I don't know if this is true, but um, <laughs> they say Warren Buffett said you only have to get rich once. And I was like, let me change my motherfucking work ethic. Let me <laughs> let me go ahead and push and make this the fastest thing I can do because after that, people start thinking, oh, this guy isn't crazy. He's proven now. Yeah, let's start giving him our money so we can see what he can do with it. Because I right now, I know how to multiply money. I'm in digital marketing and advertising. I know direct response marketing. If you can spend $3 and get $8 back or $15, it depends on the product or service that sure. you're offering. If you can put in a certain amount of money and get multiplied back, you're not going to stop doing that. Like like they have this, um, this saying with the, um, the vending machine. If you can put a dollar into the vending machine and it gives you back $2, you're not going you're not going to stop. No, yeah. I'm going to hang out at the vending machine for a while until it stops pushing out money. I might live there for the next (laughs) week. If if I can, if, (sighs) compound interest. If you can double a penny every day for 30 days, you have $5 million. If you can double it for one more day, you got $10 million. So when I tell people my income goals for this year, they're like, oh, well, you can't do that. Why not? I have more than a penny. I have hundreds of dollars. I can have thousands of dollars. Like, I can go sign a client, right? I get a couple thousand dollars or $10,000. It depends on what type of work I'm doing sure. and what we're doing. Um, it's about knowledge. It's about knowledge. It's about knowledge and, and then, education and, and then, your ability to use it. And then, like, how well you communicate that to others because um, you can have all the skills in the world, but if you can't really tell people how it's valuable to them, then it's like, what? Like, you you can be a, a poor wise man. Like, Proverbs talks about a poor wise man. People don't want to listen to the poor wise man. And another thing about the Monopoly, um, I want to be the beloved king because <laughs> either either you can rule with, like, Love fire and yeah. iron and just make people mad at you. I don't want to do that. I want people to, like, look at me like, I love this guy. He's done so much for me and my family. He's not bad at all. Um, my personal brand, this is something I've been working on since I was a child. I didn't know. But my personal brand is, like, the one word I can think of is trustworthy. People, yeah. people know of me to tell you the truth. Like Eddie, not about to lie to you. My name, my name is Edward, but people say Eddie ain't, Eddie ain't, Eddie ain't about to lie to you. Eddie ain't doing nothing shady. I'm not a shady yeah. person. I, I never have been. It's like 
not 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 to say anything bad about my younger brother, but I remember this one time we were children, but we were in Walmart, and there was this guy, you know, self checkout. The way the way I think about self checkout, even when I was a child, like self checkout means somebody lost a job, robots are taking over. Yeah. That's what I thought because Skynet, right? I told you, I saw yeah. I saw I yeah. saw Terminator when I was too young. Terminator Two was one of the best movies of all time to me. Like. John Connor was out here. He had to be protected. <laughs> motherfucker Arnold was out here shooting motherfuckers. He came. In. He walking down the hallway with the um that box with roses. It wasn't roses in there. No, well, it was. But, but, you know, they were there. They, they were there. But like, on. he was like, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> he had to level them up. Just knocking people out. But um, so I was in Walmart with my younger brother, and this guy went to self checkout, and he paid for something, and he walked away, and his change came out, some few dollars. So I grabbed him and I ran into him and said, hey, sir, you, you left this. And my little brother was like, what? Why would you say that? I was like, what you mean? It was his money. It's, yeah, <laughs> so, it's his. So, like, yeah, I've been like this yeah, for a very long sure. time, trustworthy. And then, I'm, I, then I had to learn how to turn trustworthy into money. Yeah. Because in a sales meeting or a sales call, I'm not lying to you. I need certainty before I can even sell you anything. Yeah. Like, recently I've been thinking, like, me doing all the work for this for these different clients, I was like, man, this is the last client I want to do stuff for myself because I have to set up the right systems and processes and do it for the right for the right services as well because the services I can charge the most for most for and get the people yeah. the most the most like results for these are things I'm interested in selling because in digital marketing and advertising, yes, I could be I could be selling the service of social media management. Social media management is just not just posting on your page or responding to comments. It's more than that. Right. We need to be focused on how we can grow your um, your audience and how many people can like you know buy from you. But, That's a huge aspect that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people miss mm-hmm. with social media specifically. Mm-hmm. So they look, they're like, oh look, this person has. Three million followers. Mm-hmm. This person has, you know, three hundred thousand followers. I'm like that's fine. Mm-hmm. How many are buyers? Yeah, I need buyers. Yeah, because I want I want my 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 clients and potential clients to know that this is the goal. Capitalism is is one of my mindsets, right? So I want to make you a return, like at least three to five times more than what you're paying me. So if you pay me ten thousand dollars a month for a service. I need you making fifty thousand or forty five thousand, or I'm not feeling good about what I'm doing. Yeah, like, and 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 it's not just about me being attached to the service I provide. It's like, what do I change? Who who do I target more with what we're doing, or what in my system process need to be changed? What new is there that's out that I need to have my team adjusted to or myself adjusted to? Because it, I tell people no lie, this digital marketing stuff, this this. There's something fucking new every day. Yeah. There is. And for me to stay up on this, I have to charge you a certain premium. Because another thing I want to say earlier is a part of your service, um, part of a part of people valuing service, you may have to just charge more. You might have to double the price so they can value it more. That's one of the things. I go by prestige pricing. Like, even though Chanel, Chanel has bags and they've been around for a lot longer than I have. I'm only 23. And my business is only two years old. But... What do I offer? What do my services offer that compares to the Chanel bag? I need my service to offer a sense of prestige like everybody cannot work with Fox Emergence or everybody does not have access to Edward Fox. Um, Then Edward Fox, 
and he what he stands for and what his business stands for is moving forward, constantly moving forward. I need your profits moving forward. I heard some earlier today if you're if if your business grows by eight percent every month, you're doubling your revenue every year. I need that. Or every two years it was. Yeah. But um Yeah, no, that's uh I mean mm-hmm. creating exclusivity is definitely mm-hmm. important, especially when you're mm-hmm. creating a prestige Mm-hmm. Brand and name, and so I mean, it makes sense, man. Yeah, it seems exactly. like you're doing really good stuff. I'm, I'm working on it, man. Yeah, I'm working I mean, on and that's, what, that's, what, it, that's what it takes. And yeah, the, the beautiful thing is that you've got that work ethic in you, and you've got mm-hmm. the drive and the passion, mm-hmm. you know. And it's fire, man. I tell you, no lie, man. It's not to cut you off, but I'm saying no, there's, no, please. there's some nights, it might be a Saturday night, and it's like I'm, I'm like, I'm like thinking, like, I start getting mad. It's like there's something I could be doing right now to push yep. me forward, to push a business forward. I need new clients. I might start. I might get up. I might start lifting weights. I'm like, man, it's fucking blowing me right now because yep. there's some. There's so much more in me that I want to get out. Yep. Like I hear people say things like, uh, "There's this pastor, Dr. Reverend Miles Miles Monroe, but he talked about how you don't want to die empty. I mean, you don't want to die full. Like you want to die empty. Say like the 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 um, the cemetery, like these are some of the richest places because there's certain things in people's minds they never got out. Mm, Inventions and different things like that. That's and then you said take. we want to we want to get rid of our limits, our self-imposed limits. Yeah, I need y'all to know. I need y'all to know this more than anything else. There's something inside of you that this world needs, and and you deprive the world when you don't put it out. You really do, and you don't want to do that to this world. The world is depending on you. The world depends on me for the things that it depends on me for. The world depends on you for the things it depends on you for. You may have something in you that, not just for your gain, it can make you a, a billionaire, but it could change the lives of billions of people. And this is why I pulled up this um, this article. Oh, my computer done closed it down. But um, yeah, So you Elon, can't see it? I don't know if the video is still up. but I think it stopped. So it's fine. So... Your desktop. What's your desktop image? Oh, it's it's hundred dollar bills. It's money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's on the mind. It's it's on my mind. Well, that's that's part of it. It's like you surround mm-hmm. yourself with it, and it's you don't let it become the auto suggesting. Yeah. Auto suggesting. This um, um, but um, Elon Musk for his wife was was saying like shift your focus away from what you want, which is a billion dollars, and get deeply interested. Uh, deeply, intensely curious about what the world wants and needs. Ask yourself what you have the potential to offer that is so unique and compelling and helpful that no computer could replace you. No one could outsource you. No one could steal your product and make it better than club you into oblivion. Not literally. Then develop that potential. Choose one thing and become a master of it. Choose a second thing and become a master of that. When you become a master of two worlds, say engineering and business, you can bring them together in a way um, that will introduce this pop-up. Man, Microsoft always wants me to update something. (laughs) Um, Well, when you become a master of two worlds, say engineering and business, you can bring them together in a way that will introduce hot ideas to each other so they can have idea sex and make idea babies that no one has seen before. And B, create a competitive advantage because you can move between worlds, speak both languages, connect the tribes, mash the elements to spark fresh creative insight until you wake up with with the epiphany that changes your life. The world doesn't throw a billion dollars at a person because a person wants it or works so hard they feel they deserve it. The world does not care what you want or deserve. It really don't. 
The world gives you money in exchange for something it perceives to be of equal or greater value, something that transforms an aspect of the culture, reworks a familiar story, or introduces a new one, alters the way people think about the category and make use of it in daily life. There is no roadmap, no blueprint for this. A lot of people will give you a lot of advice, and most of it will be bad, and a lot of it will be good and sound, but you'll have to figure it out how it doesn't apply to you because you're coming from an unexpected angle, and you'll be doing it alone until you develop the charisma and credibility to attract the talent you need to come with you. Have courage. You will need it, and good luck. You'll need that too. So that's that's wise words from Elon Musk's first wife, and this is this is very vital to anybody that wants to grow anything because if you want to be a millionaire, um, there's a few things. I saw that millionaires usually create things that people want. And that makes sense. But billionaires usually create things that people need. So if a person can't get away from buying your product or service, you're in a good place. That's what we told about the blue ocean thing earlier. That's what because, your mom was telling you about, too. Yeah, about the real estate and all that about stuff. About the, the, the different yeah. aspects. Like, these mm-hmm. are the things, these are the five things you can do. People are always going to need you know? it. So. And so how do you capitalize mm-hmm. on that? How do you provide that service better than it's ever been provided? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because there, there's a customer everywhere. And then another thing about sales, sales is very important. If you're going to do anything in life with business or just anything, life is sales. You're selling people on your ideas. You're selling people on products and services and things like that. Um, salesmen stop transactions, not customers, because customers are going to buy from somewhere. So you want to be able to provide enough value and guide this person from questions to the closing of a sale because there are concerns. There are different um, objections that may come up and you're really just supposed to be looking at, at at the whole thing as how do I serve this person to get them what they want because everybody wants something. So helping them get what they want, you get a commission. And that commission is, if you have a sales job, it's money. But let's say you want to sell your wife or your girlfriend or uh, a young lady that you like. Sell her on coming to somewhere with you. Like this date I went on recently, like I was like, you know, you know, come out with me. Join me for this or that. I mean, that's not exactly what I said. It was like, and I, I told her, like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and that's true. I ain't, I ain't got to lie about nothing. Yeah. She is fine as all get out. <laughs> she from Africa, um, young lady from Cameroon, beautiful young lady, just amazing. But um, I had her come out with me, and I showed her a good time. And just just one thing I noticed that I did bad. Like I was I was in a rush, so I forgot to get the flowers. But she said the night, the whole night was wonderful. It's like the best. Like, cause I had to ask her, like, did I do better than anybody else? Yeah. I mean, this this, this, this how I motherfucking roll. This is how. Uh, this, this how I am. I like I like the the constant surveys, no matter what aspect of life you're yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta get better on everything. There's yeah. something. There's something I can improve on every day. Like even. Even I read something from Bill Gates. I really look up to Bill Gates. It's because when I was a child in school, um, like not only the principal but some of the teachers, like you know, Eddie could be like the black Bill Gates, and it's because um, I was ahead of the rest of my classmates when it came to academics. But I tell you what, um, 
I wasn't able to go outside enough. So I was like having fun in the class, singing and dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. And it wasn't really the best for the learning environment. Even though I may have had my schoolwork done faster than somebody else, it could be, you know, distraction. Sure. So I ended up in a principal's office a lot. And <laughs> this one principal, Deborah Miles, she was like, oh, you could be on Wall Street. You're too smart for this. You don't be doing this and doing that. And it's like these people showed me love by you know, trying to redirect me and saying, Edward, oh, Eddie, this, this, this right here, this behavior isn't going to help you. You have all this talent, all this potential, and we need to use that. So, over time, I learned um, I got to use my use my smarts for good. And then there are certain times it's like I started to like dislike people said I was smart because I was like, everybody can be just as smart as I am. There's books out here for everybody. And then as an adult, I had to realize. Everyone doesn't have the same standards that you have. Like, right now... Everyone's drive is different. Everyone's drive is totally different. I was thinking, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. Last night, yesterday, one of my friends got married, right? I'm, I'm going to get to the end of this part. <laughs> but um, he got married, right? And I was late. So, not... Not just not just gonna be turned to a race thing, but I was on my way there. I was hoping I was like I hope I hope we don't color people time <laughs> because I was late. I broke so many speed limits on the way to that damn house. Oh my gosh, I was driving so fast and and then like I was coming down Abercorn and there was this one there was this one vehicle. I looked at my river. I was like I was like they're probably gonna try to do what I just did, and I was like. I'm in a V8 truck right now, and you're in some kind of four cylinder something. I think a Kia Solo. Right. I was like, we got different things driving yes. us. Yeah, we got different, whole different things driving us right now. And I thought about it like in life, because like when I start saying something to myself or saying something to anybody, I start I I get on this like path of something new. Like something just came to mind. Like I'm now I can connect this to to God and connect this to business. Sure, I yeah. connect this to anything. So. Idea babies. Yeah, idea babies, exactly. So it's like there's different things driving me. There's different things driving you. There's different mm-hmm. things driving everybody. So not only do we still have Google, right? We have everything that we need at almost the palm of our hands. If you have access to the Internet, you can change your life in every way possible, really. Um, I, I've made, I'm, I'm, I talk about this stuff on my Instagram. Y'all can go follow me. It's just, it's just Fox Emergence. Um, I probably won't be changing my name at all on there because Fox Emergence is not just a business name, but it's about the rise of my family to prominence in the United States because um, my father's family is um, from the Bahamas, right? When my great-great, I think my great-grandfather on my dad's side or my great-great-grandfather, he was the first man to own uh, a gas station in the Bahamas. And there's other, other crazy things like the Morton Salt Company. My family owns a stake in that. And then there was this other, um, this other like they, they had this, Candy business, they sold caramel and this like little wrappers, and it had, it had the word just Fox on it. It's like, so you knew what it was. You, you guys have been branding for a hot minute. Yeah, so it's like um, over a hundred years or around a hundred years in the Bahamas is like the Fox name is known. But in the United States, we have Fox News. And then we have my cousin Rick Fox that played for the Lakers. So um, it's like. I, I I want to be responsible for bringing my family into prominence sure. here in this land, the land of the free. Um, I mean, that's not always true, the land of the free. I mean, there's so many things structurally to keep certain people down, but I'm not going to let anything keep me down. And never, that's where, never. I think that's where 
the freedom really comes in. It's mm-hmm. not the freedom you don't you don't have any guaranteed success in this country, but oh, and, and certainly we didn't have freedom when we kicked off. But mm-hmm. um, right now, I think the biggest thing in between any individual and mm-hmm. the complete access to their goals is how is is what's driving them. Yeah, you know? and and yeah. I, like you, there are. Hopefully, we can create a scenario where there are more people hmm. for all of our children that handle that handle them the way that you were handled. Mm-hmm. They 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 get those words of motivation, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff matters. You know, um, we I'm gonna we got to wrap this up here mm-hmm. in just a little bit. And so one yeah. of the I wanted to read this quote, and I wanted to ask you a question. So I think that I'll. I tell you what, man, have me on here. This is great. Thank you so much for contacting me. Oh, it's and been amazing. This, this is gonna be. Um, I've watched a lot of podcasts and stuff on YouTube, like Ed Milet and this guy named Omar with the um, with the Chosen Few. I've seen a lot of good ones. And yeah. This right here today, I've I've hope I've added value to the listeners. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely yeah. different, you yeah. know, because it actually, you know, what's funny is that. Without even knowing it, because I, mm-hmm. I had no idea how old you were yeah, when, we, when we started talking. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I really wanted to do was to meet and talk with somebody exactly like you, mm-hmm. like when it comes to your age mm-hmm. and your drive and motivation yes. and the, the success that you've had so far, along with the dreams that you have moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because I, I hear it from my peer group. Mm-hmm. And the seniors from there, anybody older. So I'm a millennial, and then I hear from the Gen Xers and mm-hmm. then the baby boomers. Everyone always complains about the next generation. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think the generations before me were pretty awesome, and I think the ones after me are are amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I just, what what are we looking at? What's our perspective? And so I wanted to, t- to take the time to find them. I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't mm-hmm. know how to find people in the next generation down like i need to start going mm. to like college you know like yeah. and just physically going not attending myself because i'm good on that but know. and so but just there serendipitously here we are you mm-hmm. know and i met you and it's like you embody the exact energy of that mm-hmm. next generation that we're looking yeah. for and so it's just I like to challenge people's preconceived notions mm-hmm. in whenever anybody does a hand wave over a generalized group of people. Yeah, and that like, doesn't oh, help. Oh, men, men do this. Women do this. Yeah. Millennials are that. Gen Zers. Gen... What, what's the next... What, what are you, technically? I'm, it depends on who you're asking because <laughs> if, if, you re- it, like, if you're reading from one publication or the next, Gen... Like, Gen... Um, Z- Gen Z, Gen Z, Z starts Z? at 1996. Okay, so okay. I'm Gen Z, but also people might say I'm a millennial as well. Yeah, yeah, a little hybrid. Like, yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it, and I'm born March uh, March 27th of 1996. Oh, so I'm an Aries. <laughs> like I'm on this. Like I'm I'm hot fire. Like I'm ready to go. But um, and I've also been reading that money is getting younger. Pretty much like they're more young millionaires well, all the time. Yeah, well, you look at how it's being made. Like, yeah, how, how is internet. money moving? Like we talked about, Hell yeah. you know. And it's it's being moved by people that recognize how our new economy works. Yeah, e-commerce. I mean, we saw the most blatant and true. Like transparent moment for the disconnect between generations mm-hmm. was when Zuckerberg went and testified in front of Congress. 
Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Like you could just tell, like blatantly, they were asking, they're like, so how do you make money mm-hmm. on Facebook? Yeah, like, how did you, how did you enter into this room asking questions without knowing the answer to that? I forget if it was the Senate or the Congress. They, they like, could have did a little bit is, of reading or something. It's mind blowing. It's yeah. mind- and these are the people that make decisions about the laws that are going to be regulating companies like that. And, and so then, it's just, and then, um, and then. Uh, this is a, a, a really huge topic, especially in this time period, especially in Georgia and in Alabama. But there are people out there that are in, in these high places that are making uneducated decisions about laws and stuff that impact more people than just themselves. So with our like split second access to knowledge, like you, I have Android, so I can say, "Okay, Google, what's the capital of Alaska?" It just it's did it. Ang- it just, his phone just responded. <laughs> it's Juno. You need to stop listening to my conversations. <laughs> like, talk to me. You hollered my name. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. It was. No, but that's real. It Juno. And it's, well, and I mean, there's there's a lot of noise to cut through. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that it's it's important for you to. You to figure out what's what is important to you. Like mm-hmm. that is what matters. I heard this really recently, and I'll try to use this as like the capstone here. Is uh, and you may disagree with this to some extent because of your faith. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm ambiguous on the whole thing, so I'm open to learning. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. the the concept that I heard is that essentially nothing matters. Like when you look at the world from you know, a 50,000 foot scale mm-hmm. and you're like, well, it's going to get burned out by the sun. If we don't get hit by a comet, That's you know, it's going to get, it. it's going to get swallowed up eventually. And so like with all of that, anything that we do every day for the, the, not even the blip, like we don't, we're not even here for a blip. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do is irrelevant in the yeah. grand scheme of things. That's what I think about all the and time. And so, but in, because Everything is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It makes what you do in your life, the fact that you have the knowledge of that mm-hmm. and that you can choose to do anything that you want, mm-hmm. that that is now relevant. Like that, yeah. that matters more than anything because like, what are you choosing to do? Like you have this blip, you have this time and nothing matters. So what are you going to, what are you choosing to do mm-hmm. with it? That's what matters. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I remember I had this old friend, right? That's what I'm going to call her. I had this old friend tell me that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I took that as a challenge. So I'm going to just put this out here. These are some things I want to do. I want to become a billionaire. That's that's already in the works. I want to end homelessness in my city of Savannah, Georgia. I want to dance in a Chris Brown video. Um, shoot, what else? I want to be in a boy band. But I'm thinking I just might have to just do the boy thing by myself. Just like I'm gonna be the only one. And I'm gonna have to figure just out. Just go straight stuff. Justin Timberlake. Just just yeah. forego the yeah, like go straight I, Michael Jackson. I gotta the, get the I gotta five. I gotta get my abs right <laughs> so I can take off my shirt. And I want to be the greatest capitalist of all time. So I'm studying capitalism. I'm studying from the greats like you know Andrew Carnegie, Bill Gates, John D. Rockefeller. I'm I'm studying money because I want to have money and use it as a tool. To make more money And then the thing is Money isn't the end to me It's really because 
I want to have a family and I want to, you know, really have my family grow in God's image and be of service to this world. Like, I really want to have children so they can, like, learn from me and then do great things for the people around them and be a light to this world. So these are the things I want to do. And what I'm working towards now is going to help me do that. And I want you all to figure out what exactly do you want. So there's this one exercise you can do. It's um, we can call it seven levels deep exercise. But you ask yourself, what do you want and why? And after you get that why, and you say, let's say um, my my seven levels deep is why? I mean, why do I work so hard? And I say, because I want to be a father. I want to have a family. And then I might say why. And then I, then I say why do I want to have a family? Then it's like. I come up with the reason, like, I want to have a family because um, I wish I had more time to spend with my mother. And then I might say, like, then why do I want to spend more time with my mother? Well, I missed my mother a lot because I was at school. She was away from me, like, eight hours a day. I didn't get to spend much time with her. I, I wish I would have had more time to be in her arms. I want to be feel protected instead of being at school, going through bullying, or me bullying somebody else, or me just being away from my mother. Um, and, then, and then I ask myself, why did I want to spend more time with my mother? Well, I already said, you know, why. So I was saying, why did I want to spend more time being protected? What then say, what was I being, you know, what, what was inflicted on me or whatever? Yeah, what were you I mean, scared of? Yeah, what was I scared of? Because I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't ever see myself as a victim of anything. That's, I mean, I look at things of as I survived it, I beat that, and I'm gone. Like, this, what's next? Yep. Like um, that's beautiful. There's there's a couple things in life. Um, a fight is always going to happen. There's always going to be somebody to live, somebody to die. Um, that's not that's not even a capitalism type thing. I mean, of course, business has gotten into that. There's yeah. going to be some some businesses that win, some well, businesses that lose. Human nature since day but, one. But yeah, there's um there's this life, and I, I I posted on Twitter earlier. Y'all can follow me as Fox Emergence LLC. But I said. Either this world will kill you or you will die of old age. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to die around the age of 90-something. Um, I lift weights and I want to take care, care, good care of my body, but I, I intend on being around for a long time. Um, you have to create habits that make sure you get what you want. So, like I said earlier about the money on my on my, my computer wallpaper, um, auto-suggestion, like what am I doing when I get on this computer? I tell you no lie that... I I I procrastinate more when I'm on my phone, oh, but when yeah. but when I'm on my computer, this this workhorse right here that cost me eight about eighteen hundred dollars, this thing is for work right here. Yeah, I, I and I guess what I'm not selling this computer. I'm not getting rid of it until I make a million dollars with it. But there my cell go. phone, I like that. My cell like phone, that. my cell phone costs like seven hundred thirty something dollars. I mean, I I like pay cash for that, but um. And I have I have the Ten Commandments on that one because I look at my phone the most. I have to be um, reminded of what. What my main things that are that drive me, so you got to keep your morals. You got to create habits, and you have to build self discipline. Self discipline is like a muscle. So the more squats I do, the stronger my legs gonna get. The more I use my self discipline, the more it's gonna be easier for me to make decisions that align with my goals for the future and for that that moment. Yeah, and it's so, about making choices. It's mm-hmm. about it's about putting yourself in the position to. Flex that muscle. Uh, absolutely. Like, and that's what, you know, Jocko was saying was that just start waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an easy way to start flexing that, that muscle, that disciplinary muscle. And then um, there was times where I wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and I would see that I've gotten so much done by 12.07. Oh, yeah. Then I would have gotten, if I woke up at like 10, 
or nine or something like that. Because when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, um, it's pretty much a distinction between the two in my mind. But um, you're in control of your time, right? But you have to use it wisely. People get so wrapped into like, oh, I do what I want. That you're not being productive. You can be busy and not be productive. That's, I want to be. I want to be. We could. We could go for hours. We on really that, could on yeah. that single singular yeah. topic alone. Uh, so, but it's no. It's. I think that that's really important. Mm-hmm. And it's so use your time wisely mm-hmm. because it's the only resource that you can't get back. You could get yeah. rich. You can go broke. You get rich again. Like money. Oh, yeah. You learn. It's not. It's not a zero sum game. There's mm-hmm. plenty of it out there for everybody. Like, you don't have to undercut. You know, you're the ne- the person next to you in order for you to be successful. That's mm-hmm. actually one of the things that I love about podcasting, and the reason I want to get into it is because I've seen so many of the successful podcasters support mm-hmm. and share with each other, promote each other's shows. Yeah. It's not there's not the same type of competition that you have when it, because yeah. it's more it's 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 not a zero sum game. Like people mm-hmm. are going to bounce around. They're going to listen to different shows. And I think that's an amazing thing. And then one thing about that, the podcasting thing is I saw a statistic that said that people that listen to podcasts are like on average person listening to podcasts makes around $70,000 a year or more. Like these are people that are learning what they can on the way to work so they can increase the value to the marketplace. They yep. can offer something more. Um, like I want y'all to learn everything y'all can. So when it's time for you to, Either you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur now, or you have business now, or you're thinking about it. But the first thing you need to focus on is going straight to market. You need to find out what your market wants and needs based on what you're thinking about providing yep. as a service. You need to see what they think about it. You might have some preconceived notions, and they can tell you just in a few minutes of your interviews. You might want to interview 100 people or use um, Put out a survey. Yeah, survey Monkey online. Yeah. But you might have a hundred preconceived notions that need to be crossed out and say, Oh, your, your customer, your, your potential customer really wants this. Now, when you're able to hone in on that and provide that, guess what? You have no people telling you, Hey, this costs too much. You want people saying, Oh, I needed this. Thank you so much for creating this. I'm going to tell my friend about it and they're going to buy it. And then you're raising lifetime customer value because this one person buying something from you for like $50 or a hundred dollars or $2,000 turns into $4,000 or $8,000 or $16,000 or whatever the numbers are, you have to figure that out. But you want to create something so good that people just can't turn it down. And now you have a quote for us because we got to wrap this up, yeah, right? Yeah, we're good. You did, we've been, we've before we started, you said this could go from like an yeah, hour to could, three hours. Yeah, yeah. and we've we gone a little bit over two. Yeah. So it's not bad. No, and honestly, we could mm-hmm. keep going. I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, we all... Uh, we all have competing priorities. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to get my phone And the charger. thing is that, like, especially mm-hmm. with you and, and where you're at, and I feel like how dynamic your future is going to be, mm-hmm. like, continuing, like, following up with you and seeing yeah. where you're at, and like, hey, guess what? I bring just hit my back. million dollar mark. Yeah. Like, I'm like, bring it. Come on, yeah. man. Like, let's, let's talk about it. How did you get there? You know? Yeah. And I, we don't have to wait till then. Mm-hmm. You know, by all yeah. means. But this is something that I really think that it sounds like you already live by. And it's mm-hmm. something that I remember I came across, but you reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention this to mm-hmm. everyone listening. Most people tiptoe their way through life, hoping they make it safely to death. It's by Earl Nightingale. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just it's so simple, basic and true. Like yeah. everyone, like we spend so much time trying to avoid pain, mm-hmm. trying to avoid confrontation that where it's literally like you're like tiptoeing safely all the way until you die. Yeah, I'm not going to do like that. Like how much 
do you want to sit there on your deathbed or do you want I mean like and the thing is we picture this like okay I might die when I'm like 60, 70, 80 years Mm -hmm. old laying in a hospital bed you might die tomorrow yeah what did you do today that that pushes you forward that Mm -hmm. makes you feel like you know what I left it all on the field yeah you know I I ran until I threw up you know Mm -hmm. essentially like the what's the equivalent to that in your in your pursuit you know yeah and so it's Go out there and choose it. I love that. I really appreciate it. Thank mm-hmm. you for your time, man. You're like, so very welcome, man. I, I feel honored and blessed to have somebody that has the type of potential and energy that, energy that you, you have. So Thank you. It's great. And again, just real quick, if people want to reach out to you, whether it be for your current business or just to follow along your path, just let them know one last time. How do they, how do they follow you? Well, uh, my name is Edward B. Fox III on Facebook. You can find me there. And then I'm on Instagram at the name of Fox Emergence. And then um, Twitter is Fox Emergence LLC. And I have a website. It's www.foxemergence.com. And I can give you all my email as well. It's foxemergence at gmail.com. So uh, if y'all want to hear the spelling, it's F-O-X-E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E. So... Like the emergence, like the rise from something, yeah. like the emerge yep. from the ashes. So. That makes sense. That's what I was picturing in my head, but I'm glad you yeah. spelled that out for everyone. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks y'all. Man. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. So that wraps it up for this episode of Burn Your Boats. I was super grateful and, and honored to be able to have Edward Fox on the show. Like I said, the... This is a this is a cool second kind of line or priority within the overall premise of the show. I think that it's important for us to gain inspiration from those that have been there and done it, but it's also nice to get a little awareness about those that are coming up um, in the from the next generation. For me, it's it's not only inspiring, but it's also it warms my heart to see people that are so motivated, and it also makes me feel hopeful for the outlook of of our future um these are this is the generation that's going to take over once their time comes and this gives like i said this gives me hope and so i think edward had a lot of really great points and there's a lot to take away even for those that that have been in the business you know like this is these are the type of people you want to surround yourself with and I, I'm a firm believer in the expression that show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I mean, the same thing goes with your business partners and your family and, and all of it. It's everyone around you plays a role to the extent that you let them. The more that you actively participate in this aspect of your life and you control those that are, that are influencing you, which is everyone that you keep around you, you have the ability to change and course correct to a direction that you actually want to go in. For me, Edward is one of those people, and so I look forward to continuing to collaborate with him and and check in on him as he progresses and does amazing things. So again, thank you, Edward. Thank you, everyone, for coming in and checking it out. And we'll see you here again next week for another episode of Burn Your Boats.